Betches Media presents. Will you suck? I'm in. To fix this water problem. Sorry to this man. You can have a hundred people in the room. And I, oh, goodbye, Kyle. At Betches. Rise and shine. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the At Betches podcast. I'm Barry Rosenfeld. I'm Dylan Hafer. And I'm Dana Samuel. How's it going? Good. Happy fortieth birthday to Paris Hilton. Oh my gosh! I was like, happy. I thought you were gonna say like Happy Friday or something, and I was like, no. I really thought she was gonna Um, hit us with the Happy Hump Day, and I was gonna have to leave. Happy Hump Day. Hump Um, Day. Happy Hump Day. (laughs) It is Hump Day. We had a little. uh, It's not just Paris Hilton's birthday. It's also the tenth. The tenth birthday of Betches. We had a little wine tasting celebration last night. I'm personally. A little hungover. You um, are. <laughs> you know, I hadn't drank in a few weeks. Um, not really on purpose. Just kind of like, you know, wasn't doing anything. Didn't feel like it. Not on purpose. Um, like, oops. Oh my god, I haven't had a sip of wine. Well, <laughs> no, like I mean, some people intentionally I, don't do it. He just wasn't. Oh, it's not like I never. It's not like I never thought about it. But I wasn't like doing you know, sober January or dry, whatever. I just kind of like, yeah. I, after like a week or something, I was like, oh, like I'll just like keep not drinking, but I've, I didn't want to not drink at this, um, this wine tasting. I intentionally too. drink every night. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. We don't have to unpack <laughs> that. Um, <laughs> before we get into today's episode, I want to talk about what's happening at Betches. Be sure to check out this week's episode of You Up out today with guest mike johnson of bachelor fame we love mike and while you're at it subscribe to the bachelor breakdown newsletter by going to betches.co slash bachelor breakdown get your newsletter there dana okay speaking of the bachelor (laughs) speaking of the bachelor we we need to talk about chris harrison and um the the world of mess that has been created in the last (laughs) week or so can you can you just kind of get us into it i know this is like a whole a whole big thing but give us like the the basics that we need to know. It's a lot. It's definitely a lot to unpack. I'm I've been trying to gather my thoughts on how to just make this concise <laughs> to, to go over it. We I know there's a whole article on the website if you want to get into the real thick nitty-gritty details. Check that out. It's on Betches. Basically, I want to say for the majority of this season of Matt James seasons, there's been spec- speculation, excuse me, about contestant Rachel Kirknell, I believe is okay. how you say her last name. The Kirk way she Connell? says her last name drives me fucking crazy. How does because she say it? There is no way it shouldn't be Kirk Connell, like Kirk Connell. Yeah. She says Kirknell. <gasps> no. That's Rachel she says it wrong. Kirknell. Kirknell. <laughs> she says okay, it sorry. Neither here nor there. We're not here to talk about Irish names. We're here to talk about... Um, that's, believe it or not, that's not the most frustrating part of the story, season. if you can believe it. Um, so, Rachel Kirknell. <laughs> There's been speculation on TikTok, Instagram, all these social media platforms saying that she has a history of racist social media posts, behavior, XYZ. So, basically... There was a photo resurfaced from 2018 of her attending an Old South antebellum fraternity party that was like a plantation party, basically, which problematic. If you don't know why that's problematic. Can I ask a question? Does anyone know what school she went to? I don't. Um, It's irrelevant, but I, I, I just like thought that it 
I don't know. I've oh, I actually I'm not sure. This broke. I wanted to know what school she went to. I'm not sure, but just fun bit of context. I went to Tulane University in New Orleans, graduated in 2017, so not very long ago. And the Kappa Alpha fraternity at Tulane had Old South parties while I was going there. So this is like a thing at Southern schools. Um, That's why I was kind of asking. Yeah, they literally went to a plantation, like took buses to a plantation for the weekend, wore wore the, the Gone with the Wind dresses. It was a whole thing. Um, it's yes problematic she's liked um confederate flag posts uh i i believe like QAnon posts things like that so yeah. people are losing their grip over rachel enter chris harrison and rachel Lindsay. right so we have rachel <laughs> and rachel <laughs> yes rachel is kirknell Mess, mess of a name all around. And <laughs> Rachel Lindsay. So Chris Harrison went on Rachel Lindsay's show to discuss all the allegations and everything that was going on with Rachel Kirkno. Mm-hmm. And basically, he was saying that people just need to be forgiving and have empathy because everything is like tearing this girl's life apart. Um, and it was 2018, so the world in 2018 isn't what it is today, which he says that as though he's speaking of, like, 1945, as opposed to something that was, what, four years ago? It Not was, even? It was, the interview was him having his foot in his mouth for 13 whole minutes. That's <laughs> essentially... Yeah, it was bad, and I mean, it really felt like he was doing, trying to do damage control on you know, this woman who clearly, I mean, the bat, without ge- even attempting any spoilers, she's in the final four on The Bachelor, as we see as of this week. So she clearly is like making it deep into the show. Right. It, it really, yeah, it immediately, he's talking about the woke police, like all of this, which is just like, why would you ever say that? Like Chris he Harrison said it multiple is, times, regardless of his like political views, he is someone with media training and who has right. been doing this yeah. for a long time. So it's like, even if you personally have these thoughts, it's like, why would you think that on this video interview with someone who has been outspoken about issues with, mm-hmm. you know, racism and inequality in the franchise that you are the face of? Like, I don't understand truly why he allowed those things to come out of his mouth, even if that's all of what he feels. It's like, you know better. You should know better. You exactly, and so exactly what Barry said. Everyone's like, "Oh, that was a shit show." He just had his foot in his mouth this whole time, and there was a, I believe it was on Change.org, a petition to get him mm-hmm. to step down or to be fired as the host of Bachelor Bachelorette every Bachelor Nation show. And I believe within the first day or so, it had over ten thousand signatures. Other members of Bachelor Nation, even girls who were on this season we're coming out and speaking of like the expectations and how it's different for black and brown people on this franchise versus white people. And since Chris Harrison released the obligatory, I'm going to take this time to reflect. I didn't realize how many people I was hurting. I'm so sorry. Instagram post and has stepped down for a period of time from hosting. So my mom, (laughs) my mom goes, do you think, Chris Harrison, like, and I go, I think he was, um, 
spoken to and gave him I the opportunity yeah. to I think make there, were, there were some conversations behind closed doors. So he he said a period of time, obviously that's a very uh a nebulous thing to say but he yeah. the one specific we have so far is that he won't be appearing on after the the women t- after yeah. the final the, which one of those yeah. Yeah. they already filmed women tell all um i am so i think the obviously the biggest question is will he come back and if he does will he be hosting the bachelorette which from kind of the like general intel we have i think they're going to start filming next month in March, which is only a few few weeks away. So, (laughs) I mean, I don't know exactly like what the correct answer is, but if he actually is going to step away for a meaningful period of time, I would assume that means not hosting The Bachelorette, but that'll be very interesting because he's never not hosted a season of this show. So that would be a big deal. I mean, because like skipping skipping after the final rose it's like okay whatever like somebody else hosts that hour-long thing like it's not a big deal it's like you could have anybody step in and do an hour but you know if somebody else is going to the resort in canada and filming the whole season that's a major step right the only time we haven't seen him or at least since i've been watching the show haven't seen him host is when jojo came on when he went to drive his kid to college (laughs) And that right, was like, just like, okay. But again, that was just for two or three weeks and then he was back. I do have to say though, yeah. I was reading on Instagram, obviously, and I thought what Kay, who hosts The Bachelor, obviously, wrote on her story was actually like amazing. And I will read what she she wrote. She commented on what The Bachelor posted regarding Chris Harrison, but Kay wrote the problem in fact, is that people didn't think there was anything wrong in 2018. So we're saying like 2018 wasn't long ago, which is true. But people thought like he was de- like Chris Harrison was defending it. Like he thought mm-hmm. that was it was OK just because it was like a few years ago. But that the problem still existed at that point. And like because it's 2021, like we can move on now. Like we're, we're all learning. But like, no, it reminds me um on Real Housewives of Atlanta a few years ago when Kim Zolciak came back for a season and at the reunion, she was talking about how racism wasn't really a thing until social media like, brought it up. That's the weird, that was even weird you said, like that's just a weird statement. Like it's not right. a and thing. It was, I mean, obviously that is so untrue, but the fact that somebody would, th- the fact that somebody thinks that to begin with, but then also thinks that that is like a correct enough thing to say on national television, it's like right. clearly a lot of people don't understand. You just the weren't getting the issue. caught so right. easily before social media. <laughs> and is the what more is. the more awkward part is that The Bachelor is this always happen when things happen in real time. Like we're watching the show currently, so like this girl Rachel is on the show while. Mm -hmm. that already filmed and this is happening present time and like she's still on it so it's like it's very weird to watch because it's it's still happening and some of us don't know the outcome of the show it's weird because i mean it's really easy it's it's easy to make jokes about like do they not vet these people like are there no background checks chris fat carry did so the funniest reel of like the bachelor like vetting their contestants (laughs) but when you actually think about it it's like why like what are they doing like are they now we actually do have social media it's so easy for the last few years it's like almost every single season there has been 
at least one contestant who has had some really shady shit, whether it's liking racist posts, transphobic posts, getting arrested, being a fucking sex offender. Like there mm-hmm. are so well, no, many. I think getting arrested is like, you could slide by that a little bit. But okay. But like, de- I mean, depending, <laughs> depending what it's on for. What it is, depending what it is. But, I mean, yeah. Like if you have domestic violence allegations, of like yeah. there have been so many instances and it's like, if it happens once or twice, it's like, okay, something slipped past us. Right. But it's at this point, whoever is casting The Bachelor should be going through this person's Twitter likes. Like, yeah. that is a step. That exactly. We have, it and would I'm, be one thing if in 2012 they weren't like, oh, yeah, we need to be on top of this. But it happens every season. And yeah. it's like, at this point, like, there isn't any excuse of like, oh, like, we didn't think to look there. It's like, why why not? Because every season something comes up. Yeah, Especially and it's- with the fact that Matt is the first Black Bachelor. Right. Why would... Like, anyone with an ounce of sense would think, especially following up all the, you know, heightened BLM awareness from last summer Mm -hmm. and everything that's come since, anyone with a bit of sense would, at least I would think to say, oh, let me, let me dig a little deeper than maybe the beginning of 2020 on these people's social media especially they are racist or or you know encourage actions of racism or support xyz because what the hell let's not forget there was a racist dude on rachel Lindsay's season like they've had this literally literally the exact same issue the the last time they had a black lead like it's not it's not even like rachel rachel kirk canal's situation is unique like we literally Mm -hmm. had that happen before i I will say I am excited that Chris Harrison is taking whatever. Like, I don't feel super strongly about like whether or not he should come back ever, but I'm really curious to see kind of how the show's vibe is. And I really hope they actually take the time or put in the effort to cast someone interesting and like fresh to replace him because I really hope they don't go the route of just like, Oh, like, uh, wells or ben higgins Mm -hmm. or somebody like you can do it because i think this is it's an opportunity this is like a 20 year old franchise and for the first time ever they actually have an opportunity to switch it up and make it interesting and make an interesting casting choice and i really hope they don't just go with like whatever whoever like the next half-baked like white man in line is i totally agree i honestly that was so well said and also Chris Harrison, if you've been watching the last several seasons, Chris Harrison is tired. Like, he yeah. is putting in the <laughs> bare most amount of effort <laughs> possible. Minimum. He walks into the room. He's like, this is the last rose. Walks out. Say I was goodbyes, just going to say out. that, Dana. I was just going <laughs> to say that. it's He's in the position now where... I'm the host of the ba- like I'm the host of the Bachelor. I don't. This is effortless. It, listen, yeah. he is no Pat Sajak or Alex Trebek. Okay, they are <laughs> like hosts for that long. Chris Harrison, it's time to go. Like, first of all, I, I think it's yeah. also, it needs to be. He's not old, but it needs to be a little bit of a younger. But the show has aged him. You need someone person. dynamic, yeah. fresh to come in. And- Tyra Banks. Tyra no! Banks. No, <laughs> no. I would love that. I. Okay, Did you watch I, Dancing with the Stars this exa- <laughs> I want chaos. I want chaos. No. I want them to hand out the roses with the photographs, like, on yes, top model. I, yes. Like, put, they used to do make on the, the lead, Make the lead step to the side. They can, ta- they can talk with Tyra beforehand, and she says, you know, three beautiful ladies stand before me, but I only have one rose in my hands. 
I, okay, I was half, <laughs> I tweeted that Tyra should host The Bachelor. I was half joking. I think it would be really fun. I saw a lot of people say somebody like Nicole Byer would be super good at it. You know, Very like, funny. there are so many people in the entertainment sphere who yeah. have like a dynamic presence. So many women of color, so many queer people, so and many- who are just trying like, to start their career, by the way. Right, so many, so many like funny, talented, fresh people that would could kill it at that job while also like helping out with the sort of problematic aspects of it. And I really, I really, really hope that they don't just go with like some white guy who's been on The Bachelor before because like that's not actually like- Hosting a show is a is a talent. A talent. Like it's not yeah. just like oh, like the audience seems to like this person who was on the show three years ago. Like no, like cat, like hire a. You host. have a personality for it. Mm-hmm. Or just and a personality. Now that I'm <laughs> now that I'm off my Tyra soapbox, yeah, I just like um, <laughs> I really yeah, I'm curious to see what happens. I'm trying to keep my expectations to a, a, I would say a medium low, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Think of yourself like a bottle of sparkling water. Get too shaken up and you're eventually going to burst. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I love therapy. I've been to therapy for many years and I love that when I have a big problem, I don't have to wait and let it fester and let it get bigger. I can start bringing it up in therapy and talk through it before it becomes an even bigger problem. Figuring out how to find coping skills when I've encountered anything that triggers me or stresses me is one of the main things that I've really learned from therapy and has helped me so much in my life. It's helped me to be a better version of myself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Betches today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Betches. In other news, we are moving on to Meghan and Harry. There is a new royal baby on the way. New a new baby. royal baby. baby. <laughs> it's the new baby, love. You guys have a new baby. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> well, they announced it on valentine's day and everyone was like oh my god that's so sweet so but romantic. it's the same day 37 years ago that princess diana announced her announcement that she was Prince pregnant with harry. harry yeah it's it's a that's very full cute. circle moment the photo that they shared of them Gorgeous. lying in the grass absolutely beautiful they love their black and white photos can't this wait to is- see how many this coming year recreate that oh my photo god as well <laughs> it's beautiful oh my god like <laughs> the mood board for 2021 pregnancy <laughs> announcements is just that photo. I, um, I'm very happy for them. I obviously, you know, they're living their life. They're in California. They um, seem, I mean, not like I've been like chatting with them every day, but it seems like they are, you know, doing well in their time since leaving the, the Royal family. Um, yeah, Dylan got his tell-all before Oprah. Yeah, 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 totally. <laughs> I've, I've been just texting got Meg all morning. <laughs> you know, I was on the phone with William, He and then I was on the phone with Harry. It was, you know, kind of playing both sides. But um, <laughs> like I'm here- happy for them. <laughs> I, I'm glad that Archie's going to have a little sibling. I just I feel know. like Megan specifically has been through a lot in the last few years. I mean, Harry too, but like Megan just got such a like – 
trial by fire when she went to the UK and married him. And I'm glad that it seems like they are in a position where they are, you know, kind of like building their own like stable family life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they like, they just like deserve it. I was watching, this is irrelevant, but only relevant because of Megan. My dad was watching old episodes of Deal or No Deal when I was home last week. And my mom's like, you know, you know, Megan Markle's on that, right? And she's like, Whoa, and it was a yeah, she was a she, she was a briefcase was a bo- girl. Yeah, a bo- yeah, girl. she was a briefcase. Babe. I love there's a photo fo- there's like one specific photo of her um like ho- opening the briefcase and like like doing the big surprise face because it's like ten dollars yeah. or something. I yes. I love that photo. It's just like <laughs> that'll always be a piece of her legacy. Um but so the other kind of interesting thing is it was announced that in March, on March 7th, they will be sitting down with Oprah for a 90-minute primetime interview special. Um, Gail said on CBS this morning that nothing is off limits in the interview, which like, okay. Um, and they're we'll going to tell their truth. You know, I, I'm i really curious to see this interview special. I don't, I feel like this is always the kind of thing where I'm like, oh, this is exciting. And then I don't watch it. And I actually, I feel like I'm going to watch this. You have to watch this. Right. This is going to be really good. But according to a Royal Insider, which sounds so like extreme, <laughs> Prince William <laughs> thinks that the interview is cause for concern, quote unquote. If they're saying nothing is off limits. I'm sure he's shaking in his royal boots. What do you have Nothing to hide, Willie? Nothing is love. I, I, <laughs> no secrets here. Shall I just see if this is for the rest of the podcast? Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> so obviously I feel like these like palace sources are always a little bit questionable because, I mean, of course there are sometimes like inside sources that do speak to the press, but also there are just a lot of thirsty people who want to get their little check. Um, right. I... It's interesting because there have kind of been the 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 kind of theory is that in the year since they left the royal family that Will and Harry are not on great terms, haven't been speaking a lot. Um, things were kind of tense when they left. I mean, they left for a reason. They weren't like happy there. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think it really just depends. We don't know kind of what the vibe of this interview is going to be. If it's kind of just like a PR thing and like, oh, look at us, we're telling all, like, look at how happy we are, look at our perfect life. Yeah. I think then it's not going to be an issue, but it, we don't know kind of what their motivation is. If they go into it kind of being like, we are going to tell all and like talk some shit, it might not be good for the royal family. But I, I kind of, I have my doubts that it's really going to be that explosive. I doubt it will, but I also in the same beat, don't necessarily put it past Megan to be willing to get into the nitty gritty, but I I feel like they'll probably err on the side of caution. Yeah, well, they said they were concerned like it would be a Diana-type interview when she said, well, there are three of us in this marriage, so mm-hmm. it was a bit crowded, which was like, oh my marriage. God, the most Iconic. insane thing ever. Yeah, but like to <laughs> me, it's a different type of issues that they're worried about them talking about. Like clearly there's no affairs going on and like they're living their life and William and Kate are living their life, you know? So yeah. I, to be like, I feel like the thing that I would expect them to be more open about is maybe like mental health struggles or kind mm-hmm. of just like their um, their day-to-day life when they were in in Britain with the royal family. Like, because I mean, they've talked about it a little bit. It's not like any big secret that that was a really tough time for them, especially for Megan when she was having Archie. Um, mm-hmm. 
so I am, I'm definitely expecting them to get deeper into that and maybe because they haven't really done any big interviews since they left. So I would expect kind of a more detailed look at what went into that decision. But yeah, I'm not really expecting them to like talk shit about the queen. Like that's not, (laughs) they don't, I don't think they hate the royal family. I just think they didn't want that life for themselves. They're like, this life is not a fairy tale. Like it's, it's not. We like, it's not like it's Harry's, not fairy tale. Harry's not first in line. So it's not like, I know he's like, right. He's like, I'm not Prince. Peace out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's funny because at one point Harry was like second or third in line, but now because William has had his kids and stuff, he's like eighth or something. So he, I mean, Bullshit. Uh, <laughs> I'm obviously he's like, he's like a lower, a bottom of the barrel Royal now. Um, oh my gosh. Don't <laughs> no, disrespect I'm that. I'm kidding. Like, obviously, he's still an important member of the family, but I think, from like first from stepping down and le- and like moving to the U.S., but also just from the fact that he is like further back in the line of succession now, he doesn't have quite as much pressure on him. And yeah, I'm. I think it's actually an interview mostly with Meghan, and then Harry's going to kind of like join for part of it, like housewives. Um, Harry's going to sit on. Yeah, behind. like he's going to come for one part of the reunion. <laughs> um, I'm excited though. I feel like we haven't gotten like a, a big Oprah moment in a while. She has her she has her Apple TV show, which like I watched her Mariah Carey interview that was really interesting, but she hasn't been kind of like around as much. So I love an Oprah. I Feels like a throwback. Yeah, I like get offended when people like Oprah or Barbara Walters like are retire. They're done. I'm like, no, but you still owe it to us to like do your job and we want to watch watching. Well, like it's I mean, rude. <laughs> Barbara Walters is like 90 years old. I think well, she earned when it. When she retired, I was like young and I was like, no, I like really like her. But Oprah, like, come back. Like, what are you doing? Come on. Oprah is one of those people where it's interesting because she, I mean, she, she stopped doing her talk show like a decade ago now. And it's not like she was super old or anything and she wasn't retiring. She just I was, was like moving on. Mm-hmm. But it is, it is interesting how now it's been 10 years. And she, I mean, she's not like disappeared by any means, but she clearly picks and chooses what she wants to do. Imagine like getting to that level where you're like, nah, (laughs) I'm good. And then this comes across your desk and you're like, yep, I'll take it. I will take this interview. Yeah. (laughs) She's sitting very pretty. (laughs) I'm excited. I'm excited. I I really, I think this interview is going to be good. I feel like we kind of forget that the royal family doesn't generally do this type of thing. So I think that's just kind of with like William potentially being like stressed about it. It's like, yeah, because normally you wouldn't really have he wouldn't normally have his brother doing a 90 minute sit down TV interview. Right. But now that they're kind of out of the, you know, the spotlight with the Royal family, they can just yeah. they can do whatever they want. They have a podcast. We do. We've all been there trying to fit everything we might need for a trip only to end up with a suitcase bursting at the seams. But with base, there's room for everything. 15 pairs of underwear for a weekend trip. No problem. Deciding between a few pairs of shoes, bring them all with base. It is my go-to travel bag. I love that the bag expands because I'm a chronic overpacker and it still fits in the overhead compartment. It just makes it so much easier to travel when I know there's a special place for everything. It makes me feel like a more organized version of myself. And I love that cushioned handle. I always get compliments on it too from anyone who's helping me with my bags. Base is thought of everything you could ever want in a piece of luggage. 360 degree gliding wheels, a cushioned handle, built-in weight indicator, washable bags for your dirty clothes, and all the interior pockets you need. Their luggage comes in multiple sizes and colors, and for shorter trips, the Weekender bag is super functional and even has a place to store your shoes separately. 
Every piece is made to look better with miles, so you don't have to worry about it in cargo or overhead. And Base has over 30,000 five-star reviews. Whether you're packing for a quick trip or looking to breeze through the security line, Base has your personal items covered. Right now, Base is offering our listeners 15% off your first purchase by visiting basetravel.com slash Betches. Go to basetravel.com slash Betches for 15% off your first purchase. That's B-E-I-S travel.com slash Betches. Listen, we all know that scratchy PJs can make a cranky kid. I want my kids to be comfy when they sleep and are rested in the morning. And that's why I snuggle them up in Little Sleepies. Little Sleepies makes award-winning bamboo PJs that moms rave about. I am, said mom, I am obsessed with Little Sleepies. They are so, so, so soft. I just got one that was the Checkmates Zippy for my son, Lucas. It's so adorable. And it's limited edition, so everybody go check it out. Little Sleepy's Zip Romper Pajamas, a.k.a. Zippies, the ones that I got, were designed with thoughtful details like fold-over feet, mittens, and a double zipper to make the the middle-of-the-night diaper changes easier. Made from the buttery, soft, custom-milled Luna Luxe Bamboo Viscose, their Zip Footy Pajamas are gentle on sensitive skin and babies with eczema. But what parents rave about the most? How long they fit. And Little Sleepies makes the best baby shower gift. They have inclusive sizing from preemie to adults 3X. There are also nursing and pregnancy-friendly styles available for adults. So try a pair of Little Sleepies today. Fair warning, you'll never go back. You can try Little Sleepies for yourself by visiting littlesleepies.com. Plus, get 15% off your order on littlesleepies.com with code BETCHES. That's L-I-T-T-L-E-S-L-E-E-P-I-E-S.com with promo code BETCHES. Since we've made this more about Oprah than Meghan and Harry, I just want to go ahead and say her estimated net worth is $2.6 billion, So, I said mom is a billionaire. Beautifully done. Beautifully billion done, Oprah. I, <laughs> I would like that for myself. I would Imagine. like to be a billionaire. I yeah. was I talking about... Yeah, I was talking about this the other day, actually, because, like, when do you not just randomly talk about being a billionaire? And... Billion with a B is just something like not even remotely normal. Like there's, it's, you can't even think of what you would do with that money. And then I'm always like, just if any billionaire wants to just like give away $10,000, you wouldn't even know it. That could pay like anyone's rent for Oprah's a few months. Instagram for... is actually really joyful because she's always just at her like estate in California, like picking vegetables. Yes. Like, in, <laughs> like yes. In that leisure she... wear. Her her estate, which is called the Promised Land, by the way, which like what a fucking flex. She wow. she just lives the life. I feel like she is at the perfect point where she does exactly what she wants to do. She yeah. did that like speaking tour in twenty nineteen. I think it was with Weight Watchers, but I knew I know a few people who went, and it was like literally she just sold out a stadium and was like, yeah, like my guest She's here is talk. Michelle Obama. My guest here is Lady Gaga. Like it so was casually crazy. It, it, wait, one, one question for you, both of them. We can move on. If you, uh-huh. once we hit our billionaire statuses, right. What would you guys name your house? Are you the people that would name your home? Like other celebrities do um, like Villa Rosa, ooh. for example. Ooh, I, um, I love with I love coming in with the surprise question. See, I feel like I feel like it's different because a think. lot of <clears throat> a lot of these celebrities will buy like historic estates that already mm-hmm. have a name, which is mm-hmm. like like peak bougie. Like like Trump didn't <laughs> like Mar-a-Lago was already called Mar-a-Lago before Trump bought it. Like right. he didn't come up with that. Right. But um, uh, you know, I would love to oh, have an estate your, with a name. Both your names begin with a D, so it's like I can't. Like, I don't know. Please, I love that. <laughs> um, 
Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I definitely, um, maybe like Dillville. Um, <gasps> oh, no, you did. I love Dillville. <laughs> Wait, um, I want to change. Oh my god. So okay, Dana, so good. Dana Land. <laughs> Honestly, I might. Dana go World. With, I don't know. I might. I might do a play on. You know, it depends on if it's my money or joint money with my significant other because okay. in that case maybe i'll use the last name okay and like go with so come back to us no rush it no depends rush. whether it's like whether <laughs> it's like a, a beach a beach mansion vibe or like you know more of like a like a, a suburban estate like a home in connecticut like not right. connecticut really, not right. connecticut um <laughs> I'm from there. No yeah. one gets like, offended. Is it like a is it like a Palm Beach situation? Like, <laughs> oh where... right. So this has spiraled now. We need to make an Excel spreadsheet to Barry, come up what with would names. You, what would you name your estate if you were a billionaire? Barry's billionaire. I feel like Jesse J. Go. I literally don't know because. I don't know if my name should be in it, you know, like Barry's, mm. but you know, like Allegra's yeah. Castle. Remember that show on Nickelodeon? Um, but <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Or it would be just be like the name of my home. I would have to visually see it. Barry's billionaire beach house. Barry's boot camp beach house. I I actually, I feel like I want like an English, like country, country house. Like that's actually the vibe I would prefer. I can see you thriving there. I don't know if you got if anyone has seen the movie Rebecca, but the estate in Rebecca is called Manderley, and I just think that's like very classy, but like a little bit mysterious. I also um, think it would be really funny to just like name my billionaire home Waffle House, and then people would get like confused when they would put it in their <laughs> GPS, and they'd end up at my home. So you want trespassers? No, actually, yeah. <laughs> Fun fact: idea. I live so I live half a block from a Dunkin' Donuts, and we named our Wi-Fi network Dunkin' Donuts Guest. Wait. So mine is Girls Gone Wireless. <laughs> oh wow, you guys Ooh. are um are creative with your Wi-Fi names. That's great. You know, I, I need a little I, I need the serotonin wherever I can get it. So yeah. there is a fun fact I know I'm filled with them about waffle houses, like in general. Is it <laughs> do you guys no, do you guys know it it is serious? It, there's waffle houses like in any state or national emergency, like in any national emergency, like Waffle House is always open. I'm telling you, Google it. I'm trying. Do you to have never... a Waffle House no. near you? I no. didn't think so. I but feel like I need to just. If you are state... near one, <laughs> I need to just can... state for the record that I have never been to a Waffle House. Disaster recovery. Disaster recovery. Waffle House is one of the top four corporations, along with Walmart, Home Depot, and Lowe's, for disaster response. They have extensive disaster management plan with on-site and portable generators. Okay, I'm confused because I feel like Walmart and Home Depot and Lowe's are like where I would go. Right, like if if my like windows are blown out, like I'm going to go to Lowe's and get like plywood and stuff. Like what am I getting from Waffle House? Like, oh yeah, like I need some hash browns to fix my house. Where do they keep the generators in the kitchen? I don't know. I just like that is like something I've like found out a few years ago, and now it's like in my brain. Like I just know that about Waffle House, and so do you. I just did the 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 Anna Ferris thing that everybody does on TikTok, where it's like, wow. (laughs) Oh, we're in House Bunny when she when she goes Dylan, and that's how she remembers people's names. Oh, interesting. You've never seen House Bunny. Yeah, but I don't want you to do that again, please. 
Jill and watch it. It's to, cute. I haven't been to Waffle House and I haven't seen the house bunny. You have a lot to do this weekend. I'm Betcha's co-founder, Aileen. And as you may know, we have been in the media game for a minute. And between meetings, podcasting, dinners, etc., I need a wardrobe that works with me, not against me. And that's why Lee is a staple in my wardrobe. I recently got this white jacket, jean jacket from Lee, and I got their button down. I must say that the quality is very, very good because when you wear a button down, it is very difficult to find one that doesn't kind of come apart. And this one is not only very soft and comfortable, like I can move my arms around, but I really, really like it. It just looks really cute. And it's like Western. Western's so in right now. And then I also love the white jacket I got. It's like off-white, but it has this blue stitching and it's like, I'm going to wear it over the shoulders, perhaps on my vacation. I'm just really into it. And Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit your body. Their denim gets better with age and their classics fit into every look. Lee's denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail. It's a classic. The Ryder jean jacket is the OG and what every other brand has copied for decades. Everyone is an icon in their own right and Lee makes denim so people can own their style and feel good in their clothes. Their spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. You can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com, that's L-E-E.com, that's L-E-E.com to shop spring looks now. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. You choose whatever you want to rent for whatever you have going on. It's totally up to you. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There's no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. So it's no big deal if you lose a button, spill something, or you just need to take a break. They have inclusive sizing up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code BETCHES20. Just go to NUULY.com, that's Newly with two U's, and enter the code BETCHES20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's NUULY.com, Newly with two U's, and use code BETCHES20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. We got to talk about. This new movie, Cruella, that's coming out in May, allegedly coming out in May in theaters. We'll see if that is like mm. a thing that's able yeah. to happen. So the trailer came out today. It stars Emma Stone as like a it's like a Cruella Deville origin story, like mm-hmm. Disney loves to do these last few years. Like Maleficent. Like Maleficent. <laughs> to be honest, the trailer is giving me Joker vibes. Like I, oh my god, I said Birds of Prey. It reminded me exactly of Birds of Prey with like Margot Robbie. It's kind of one of these like anti-hero, like whatever movies. To be honest, I am not sure that I'm vibing with the trailer. It it doesn't, it's not clicking for me. Um, I don't that doesn't mean the movie won't be good. I just 
I, I haven't seen what I need to see. To I me, it definitely looks, it looks intriguing. Like I would definitely, I will definitely go watch it. Cause yeah. I also love um, the Dalmatians movies, but I was very, 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 very disappointed when Mary Poppins came out. Um, Last year or two years oh, ago, me and my yeah. friend, one of my friends went to go see it in theaters and we looked at each other like throughout the movie and started like laughing. It was so bad. It was horrible. <laughs> but I, I feel like, like I feel like I have forgotten every single thing about that Mary Poppins movie. Like <gasps> I watched horrible. it. I watched it and like it made no lasting impact on me. I feel like Emily Blunt did right. fine, but like, like it was the movie itself down. was Yeah. Yeah. I okay, the thing with these Disney like live action reimaginings whatever i think they can be really good like i thought the first maleficent movie was a lot of fun um but the thing is i think it has to really there has to be like a strong concept behind it and they just don't always work as well as they want them to like i thought the beauty and the beast i thought was just like uh, like trash horrible um, the live one yeah horrible. yeah emma Pass. watson i'm sorry emma watson can't act um <gasps> Whoa. Hermione, her, no hermione's iconic nothing she's been in since then has been good and or like she hasn't been good at it she ruined little women um <laughs> Ugh, don't get me started so, yeah not to drop a hot take but um i i just feel like this movie I don't feel I want like the Glenn Close 101 Dalmatians. I was just gonna say she has huge shoes to fill. So iconic. And fun fact, Glenn Close is actually producing this new one. So it's not like it's not like a ripoff or anything. Like it's very Mm -hmm. much a different thing. That's even more nerve-wracking, to be honest, that Glenn Close is producing. Like if I were to be Corella Deville, I'd be like, did I do it right? Like, is this what you would do? It's just (laughs) interesting because this movie has actually been in development since 2011. So 10 whole years emma stone was first cast in 2016 so it's like this movie has been a lot has gone into it and i like why am i I getting my don't know if it seems like it was worth i could only focus on the accent yeah (laughs) because i had just i had just watched um the spider-man with her and andrew garfield a couple Mm -hmm. days ago so that like emma watson or emma stone my God, I'm a star. I'm a star. Is in my head, and yeah. hearing her do the accent is like, mm, that's not that's I, not right. I like Emma Stone a lot. I think she is very talented. I think mm-hmm. it's interesting because she still is so young, and mm-hmm. I feel like she's like obviously done a lot of different things. And this is it's interesting because it's again something completely different we haven't seen her do before. So I'll be curious to see kind of like. I feel like she hasn't played a lot of these like grittier kind of like darker roles. I like the scene where she in the in the uh, trailer when she walks into the room and then her dress ignites. It was <gasps> very was Hunger Games. Very so Hunger Games. awesome. Yes. But I do have to say I think that they're making it um like you said Dylan, Joker vibes. I wonder if they're making it t- geared towards mental health and if they're going to make that maybe kind of like the plot of this particular movie and do it from that perspective, which could be, could go over well. Yeah. We've never, I, I will say like, I don't think we've ever gotten kind of like a backstory for Cruella DeVille. So they, they really are doing something different. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not like, it's not like the Lion King or Beauty and the Beast where it is basically like a true remake so right. i'm excited I'm, I'm glad that it's something different like that's why i think maleficent was cool 
Yeah, um, I really liked Maleficent. I hope it's at least at that. At did that you guys see level. the Maleficent sequel? No, I did. Oh my god, it was so bad. It was. <laughs> I saw that in theater. I saw that on a I, date. I definitely and it was preferred like, the first no. one. <laughs> oh my god, a movie date. Remember those? Like it wasn't like a. It no. wasn't a first date. Movies aren't good first dates. It was like a third. Yeah. <laughs> because you don't talk for two and a half hours. You're like, see I, you and see you at the end. Wait, you want to know a story? <laughs> yes. I saw "Call Me by Your Name" on a first date from an app we had never met before. It was oh, Christmas. It was Christmas Eve because I was working retail <laughs> and couldn't go home for Christmas. Um, he was Jewish. I so and that makes sense. We saw "Call Me by, by Your Name" on Christmas Eve, so the movie ends. The lights come up. I'm like crying, and then it's like, oh, like should we go get a drink? <laughs> like, it was so so weird. "Call Me by Your Name" not a good first date movie. Just for the record. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I think I think Cruella, Cruella should be interesting. I am very, I honestly, I'm excited for the movie, but I'm more curious to see whether we are actually able to go to a movie theater by May 28th. That's yeah, yeah honestly, that's what's more important. Yeah, that is something I actually think that we might be because they announced the other day that New York City, I think specifically, will start to quote-unquote safe open for large venues. So I'm assuming movie theaters might be in that genre. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, at, at this point, I feel like so much of it just comes down to the vaccine. I still have, like, no concept of when somebody like me is actually getting vaccines. Right, so. just a lay person. We'll don't know when I'm we'll going to get that. I know. We're waiting I in know, line. I know. So anyway, this is <laughs> We're at the fun. end of the line. This, this is, is fun. so fun. We will wait to see Megan and Harry's interview and whether Report Emma Stone <laughs> ruins the 101 Dalmatians <laughs> franchise. Um, in oh, the meantime, no, though, that's so terrible. It's like, say. <laughs> in the meantime, don't forget to rate, review, subscribe. Um, and yeah, thanks so much for listening. Batches.